Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I am very organized. You may have noticed that about me. And so I get out my spreadsheet that I have from the year oh, before. I've noticed. Yes. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I will say at our house, Santa is the least of the problem. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas. So you don't have to. Let it be wrapped horribly. Let it not be perfect. A lot of the gifts they won't remember, but they will remember the traditions. They'll remember the things you did together. Welcome to the podcast. This is Meg. This is Amy. And this week we're talking about the holiday craziness. How do we handle it or not? I might not handle it that well. This might not be a good topic for me. You're just going to skip it this year. (laughs) Christmas is canceled, kids. I, yeah, I mean, I I love Christmas. I'm a big Christmas. I love to decorate. I love to give presents. But year after year, on December 26th, I tell myself that it's going to be different. Down 10 notches next year, and then it, then it never is. And then what happens come, like, day after Thanksgiving? You've just forgotten, or you just can't bring yourself to not go all out? Well, I'll tell you what, but first I do want to say that this episode might contain some mommy secrets, so it might be best if this one's just for the parents listening, if you know oh, what I'm saying. Yeah, good, if you feel good point, me good point. Before I continue. So I'm going to give behind a the scenes glimpse of the holidays. It's a behind the scenes glimpse of what it's like to be a mom at the holidays. You know what? I, I am very organized. You may have noticed that about me. And so I get out my spreadsheet that I have from the year oh, before. I've noticed. Yes. And I look at my organized list. Organized is one word for organized it. Organized is my. <laughs> and, and yes, and I say, like, on December 25th, I think absolutely not. I am not doing this again next year. But I have. I have a, a child who is a sort of love measurer and present counter of the highest order. Love and measurer meaning like is is keeping the spreadsheet of like did I get exactly the same amount of bread? In in all things. Always. In all things. How much apple cider, how much Halloween candy, how much attention, right? And so um I a always love feel measurer. I've never heard that before. That's <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely. And and so it and and you know, you know, it doesn't matter if it's socks or an iPhone, it's it's amount of items. The piles. Interesting. So, is it is it your son or daughter? It's yes, it's my son. I feel bad outing him, but it's one of well, it's one of my two sons. Uh, well, you, you won't say which one. It's one of them. So it's the other the one, one that you would expect to be one. a love measure of the highest order if you look at the birth order. 
he, that's interesting. So he doesn't, it's, it's number, like the number has to be exactly correct. Yeah, the, or just the, pi- he's not literally counting presents, but the piles have to have some sort of relationship to each other. And I, so, I feel like we should say before we go any further in this discussion that you and I are both New York Catholics. So this is going to be a very Christmas heavy discussion. Right. Definitely like people celebrate all sorts of different holidays at this time of the year. And our perspective, we recognize, is a little bit limited in that we're both like from big Irish families who have traditional Christmases. Although, you know, I mean, I talk to my Jewish friends and they're all like, oh, Hanukkah. Like Hanukkah used to be this nice minor holiday and now it's eight nights with major gifts and they have to get a little bigger each night and like it, you can right you can take the crazy you train. can exactly you can draw parallels from our experience without a, without a has, doubt kwanzaa has sort of five themes right and i don't know if there's a present related to each one but if i had to have themed presents that would be really yeah, stressful that would be bad that would be really bad well, so anyway, I, I 56% of parents per a parenting survey. Uh-oh. You've got statistics. Online. Yes. You're leading with statistics. Say that they would like to make Christmas a little bit smaller than it was last year. They were they were uh, asked this in 2011. I'm, su- I'm so surprised it's not 98%. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's like, you know what? Christmas was too relaxing last year. Let's go bigger this time. I've but, never had that conversation. But I guess my question for this week as we head into this is, can you dial down Christmas? Can you dial it back, especially when you still have Santa believers, once the sort of baseline has been established of presence as far as the eye can see, can you really dial it back without... You can. I am, I am here to say you can, because I want to believe that's true. I have little ones, four, six, and eight, and... This has sort of been the fight of my life, and I'm ru- I'm definitely losing right now the battle back against Christmas presents. But my sister-in-law, who had similarly wacky Christmases when her kids were younger, when they became like tweens and teens, they really dial back, and they established a Christmas tradition of doing a family trip, like a something that they would all sort of be excited for together and that became their Christmas. And so they have successfully dialed back on gift giving. It can be done. I have seen it. I'm in a kind of a weird moment where I'm not sure about my third grader where we're at. If she still thinks the elves are bringing the presents, I don't know. And it's like it's a, definitely a don't ask, don't tell moment, which is right. weird. And for I'm both of you, probably for both of us. And I'm wondering if I should send in my eighth grader to do you know a stealth mission. Talking to, listen, kid. You know what I mean? And, I'm, and I certainly don't want to bring it up if, I have, if I'm reading it wrong, but she was wearing this cute little jacket and her friend said, I like your jacket. Where did you get it? And she said, I got it from, for Christmas. And I heard, mm. I heard that hitch and I knew and it killed me because I, I mean, I love being Santa. I love it. I love it. Um, and I guess it's over. And so maybe this is the perfect opportunity. That's fine. But I will say at our house, Santa is the least of the problem. Really? Santa is not the issue. I've got no beef with Santa. Who brings too many presents at your house? Everybody else. We have a big (laughs) family. Um, For my in-laws, my kids are the first grandchildren. Um, And then they have, I've lost count, but what do they have? I don't know, a dozen aunts and uncles at this point, maybe more. Um, It's just a cavalcade of presents from every direction. My kids 
Christmas list last year was like, I can't remember, but it was like something, some figure from a movie, some Star Wars thing. And then one was a book and the other one was like a jacket that he's, it was simple, easy stuff. They weren't out of control with their Santa list. But then the problem is we do Santa gifts in the morning. They're under the tree. Then we have like breakfast, we go to church, we come back. And then in the afternoon, we do a present exchange, a family present exchange. And that's where the trouble starts. Gets really, yeah. There's just mountainous piles of presents in every direction as far as the eye can see. And like the story that I always tell about Christmas is that I was reading um, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas to my kids last year. And they were very excited for Christmas. And then of course, the Grinch comes and steals all their presents and the food and everything about Christmas and takes it away. And then the Who's still have Christmas. And my kids were baffled by this story. <laughs> they just kept being like, wait, I don't understand why they're happy they took the present. And I'm like, right. oh, honey, because Christmas was in their hearts. Bahurahu. And they're just like, I don't, wait, what does that mean, Christmas was in their hearts? He took the presents. And it basically ended with me shrieking like, Christmas was in their hearts at my children. And it's one of those messages that you send to kids. It's like, oh, Christmas is in your hearts. But... Our living room is filled to the ceiling with presents. We have so problem. You kind of can't sell both messages at the no, same time. No, you can't. Time. You can't. And, and, and my, clearly, like, my kids are missing it. My love measurer, just last night, we were talking about Christmas because I sort of brought it up last night knowing I was going to be talking about this today. Are you the and, inventor of the term love measurer? Uh, perhaps. Should I TM? <laughs> Please, copyright that. Everyone <laughs> said Amy a dollar if you TM. use the term love measurer. My love measurer said last night, he said, I know it's supposed to be better to give than to receive, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> I mean, the great thing about kids is like all this like Yahoo door. It's like, give me my stuff. Right. And back away slowly. So I announced to my kids last night at at our family dinner, which was a disaster. Cause I, like trying to get everybody to just sit down, to sit at the table for 25 seconds without hopping up to get something, some alternative to my dinner that doesn't pass muster with them. They're all hopping up to get hot sauce or whatever. But I said, okay, sit down, everybody. This is what we're going to do this year. Because my kids are thir- 13, almost 14, 12, and 9. And they don't really buy presents for people yet. Like in the past, it's been, what do you think your cousin would like? And then I just get it on Amazon or whatever. And I, I feel like the, yes, the meaning of giving gifts and the joy of giving gifts is complete. They, they haven't had that experience. So I explained to them this year that this year they can have a, a budget that will set and they're going to buy me a present, their father a present, and each of their siblings a present. And they're, I'm going to take them to the mall and they're going to shop and they're going to pick it out and they're going to come home and wrap it. And, you know, one of them has a tutor at school. You're going to pick out what that tutor is going to get. And I'll take you to get it. And again, like, I feel like every week we talk about this, of course, means more work for me, not less, to not just be like add to cart, add to cart. But I do think it's weird that my kids have gotten to be this old without really being involved in present buying. And when I feel like back when I was a kid, I I really was buying my mother a little drummer boy candle holder for $2 at the PTA Christmas shop. But I, I think that's an important thing for kids to get to do yeah and I also think it's because your youngest is a girl not to be too like gendered about it but I definitely think that's something that I was always really interested in and my sisters were really interested in like and it's still that way at a certain my I have a sister-in-law who's amazing and a great person but I for bir- even for birthdays, Christmas, whatever, I would always get a lovely gift, like something I'd mentioned during the year. It was something I was interested in. I mean, like a home run present. 
And then at some point, I could tell, I wasn't involved in this conversation, but somewhere behind the scenes, there was clearly a conversation at some point where my sister-in-law told my brother, you know, I'm maybe doing a little too much. I'm buying all the gifts for my family. You take over buying gifts for your family. Uh Uh-oh. At which point, the gifts went from like A- and forgive me, I'm still very thankful for whatever I got, but these gifts were just pretty much like the Barnes and Noble checkout line <laughs> gifts. Like that, it would just be a package of like Chutneys. playing cards, a chutney, <laughs> and then like a notebook that said like, never stop believing. And it just so random. And I do think that although this is not true across the board and gender represents itself in many different ways and many different people, there is... Overall, a gender divide among being interested in gift giving. Oh, yes. And so your youngest is a girl, and she's probably ready to do that And you're right. She's ready, and so therefore- But your boys won't be ready at 45. They'll just be like, oh my God, I'm supposed to get my sister something. Here's a candle, and here's a pack of playing cards with a picture of a minion on them. Done. One one year, my husband, um, we we, we exchanged presents with with his family on December 23rd, and I got him something that I thought was very nice. You know what it was- Bose noise canceling headphones because he was traveling abroad a lot at that time. So Classic. I got him Bose headphones, and everybody was like, "Oh, cool, what a nice gift!" And he was like, "Ah, uh, Amy's gift. I am. St- it is still in the works." And you could just tell from the look on his Ooh. face, have not begun to consider. Right. So Christmas morning, there's a big box under the tree. It was a pajama gram. He got me a pajama gram because oh, I think husband. panic, panic. Turn on the TV. There was an ad for pajama grams. It was mm-mm. the first Christmas I was married. We were with his parents, and my sweet beloved husband. I had gotten him again. I can't remember what it was, but something you know, fairly thoughtful. And then he very proudly presented me with my gift, uh, which was a backpack. <laughs> For like holding baby items. Like it was like a basically a backpack diaper bag. And I yelled at him for like six hours basically over this horrible backpack. And he was so confused. Like he's like, but you always complain about how hard it is to keep the baby stuff straight. So I thought this backpack diaper bag would make your life easier. And no, it would make the baby's life easier. It just was so hard to explain to him what was wrong with that gift. And then, of course, I ended up feeling like an ingrate, and he ended up feeling terrible, and it ended up just being a horrible dynamic. But, yeah, guys and gift-giving, it's not always a home run. No, it's not always the home home run. (laughs) Right. All right, well, I think that's a good place to break. We're going to take our first break and um, share this little comedy piece with you, and we'll be right back. Every kid down in Kidville liked Christmas a lot. But the mom, who was just north of 40, did not. The mom hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. And you needn't ask why, because there were 50 reasons. It could be her paperboy hadn't been paid. It could be that teachers' gifts must be handmade. But I think that the reason her Christmas felt wrong may have been that her list was three miles too long. It was quarter past dawn, all the kids still abed. And the dad still a snooze when she picked up her head with no thought of sleeping, with no thought of self, with no thought of naught but the elf on the shelf who must be arranged in a naughty tableau requiring popsicle sticks and fake snow and a tiny jackknife. Did that even exist? Perhaps it was no surprise this mom was pissed. 
This is nuts, she said then, standing in her dark kitchen. I'm done with the Rudolph and Dancer and Blitzen. My husband can do it this year, or gee whiz, he's going to find out what a nutcracker is. But then she felt sad, because he was a good guy, and she still hadn't answered the question of why. Why did she bother? Where had it gone wrong? Whither the Christmas of good cheer and song? And the mom, with her bare feet ice cold on the floor, stood puzzling and puzzling. What is Christmas for? If there were no packages, boxes, or bows, my kids would wake up and say, this really blows. And I mean, they'd be right. Then I'm stuck in the middle. So what's the solution to this yuletide riddle? And she puzzled ten minutes till her coffee was cold. Then she had inspiration. What if I broke the mold? What if Christmas, she thought, wasn't all done by me? And instead of 18 gifts, my kids each got three. And maybe they're wrapped well and maybe they're not. And the elf on the shelf stays in one place and rots. And what happened then? Well, on Facebook they say that that mother's trim waist grew three sizes that day because she ate all the cookies she'd made to exchange. But instead, she just ate them. And here's what's most strange. The world kept revolving. A blue and green ball. And that nice mother had the best Christmas of all. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's 
H-E-R-O.co and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, we're back. I, I have a I have a tip for you with the whole family gift giving thing being over the top because I, okay. I, mean, I I'm like you said I'm also Irish Catholic and huge family I'm I'm the oldest of 25 first cousins and now my kids have 16 cousins and and, and like and I have five siblings and lots and lots so we have always done sort of secret Santa where we buy um, one sibling a gift where the cousins pick one name out and send one gift and my my extended family like my mother's family which is eight children their spouses and 25 grown first cousins and their spouses we now each do like a gag gift thing and then we each put in 40 bucks and and whoever goes to this Christmas party so it ends up being like a thousand dollars or more and one charity gets drawn out of a hat and it has to be a charity that is not that you can't disagree with right that nobody could disagree with. Okay. And um, so not political in, in nature um, or controversial, I guess. And then the money goes to that charity. And and so we've we have found ways to sort of cut down on the number of gifts. And the, the secret Santa thing, the kids are really into having that one person to buy for and nobody can know and it has to be secret. And they they get into that and then they have many, many fewer junky presents. Well, that's... Uh, so... We do gift exchange. So my siblings and I and our spouses do a rotating gift exchange. So I only buy for one of my siblings. I fought to institute sibling gift exchange in my husband's family, which I feel like was somewhat controversial, but has now become the law of the land. But my argument is like, we all six could exchange... $20 useless gifts to each other, or we could pool those resources. And I think our limit is like 75 or a hundred dollars. Get one nice present for somebody. One thing they might actually use and enjoy versus like the t-shirt that says like, I can't feel my face when I'm with you with like a gingerbread man with his face bitten off, like, which is amusing, but it's just like, you don't need a dozen of those presents every year. No. And so the gift exchange is crucial, especially as the numbers and being married and the everything starts multiplying. We have not yet done it with the 
nieces and nephews, and there's always sort of talk about it and like, oh, let's buy less this year. They don't need as much stuff. I think because the kids are so young, it's difficult. They don't have any ownership over the gift giving. Like my sister has little kids. I have little kids. And so... I think that might be part of it. They need to be old enough to have some ownership of it before that seems interesting. But the gift exchanges can kind of fall apart too when they just turn into let's hand each other $50 gift cards, right? My husband's family, we had a, a, a secret Santa exchange in that family as well. And they just decided to stop doing it because it just was like, this is preposterous here's your Lowe's gift card thank you here's your I don't know J Crew gift card thank you we were literally like, exchanging great. gift cards it was the yeah. stupidest thing um and just too dispiriting so so now that that so it went from let's all exchange gifts to let's have a secret Santa to do like you know what let's just skip the whole thing which maybe maybe well is and the, that is I end, think is a good I thing. think it's a good in terms of a takeaway let the laws of holiday attrition work in your favor oh i like Like, that if things start falling away don't fight to get them back like if you start to see like this is ridiculous this exchange of gift cards which every single person is nodding and being like yes i have seen that happen just be like this was so great but like let's let's let this fall away like lean into the holiday attrition because there's gonna be a million things that take its place we still have that party with that with that side of the family, and we do silly things like we put on a, like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer with sing along words at the bottom, and Aunt Carol, you know, brings holiday lollipops, and we all sit, sit there and sing along with the kids, and and uh, yeah, the gift exchange for the adults is certainly not missed at all. You guys are fun family. We, Look at oh, you yay, singing you along. Know. Again, a theme emerges from a lot of our conversations, which is like priorities. What are you prioritizing for the holidays? And I think as we've gotten older, I've seen that people are really prioritizing family time, being together, time together with family. And that what what is a lesser priority is the great crap exchange that sometimes feels like it has to accompany that. Right. And that is where I think you can sort of weed that out. But then for people, I know in my family, as the grown people, I have been somewhat loudly advocating for gift-free Christmas, that I would love to do our my side of the family's holiday gift-free. And it's too controversial. People feel like, I know that some people feel that they, it brings them a lot of personal joy to find the perfect gift for each other. And they like that time of remembering each other and exchanging the gifts. And I see that. And so I think you have to, you have to be able to meet in the middle about what works for everybody. But I feel like gift free Christmases just come back to um, make me feel bad. This might be just, it might be so petty of me, but there've been, there've been more than one Christmas where my husband and I are like, let's not buy each other stuff. It's, it's silly. It's dumb. He'll just get me a pajama gram. It's fine. Like, just let, let's just skip it. We, Wait, is he we still have... getting you pajama grams? No, oh I no, need to, and he'll I never leave that down. No, <laughs> no, and but he's moved on. But he, he wants to get me. Something. I see you pajama gram, and I raise you diaper backpack. But okay, but like it, it, it it's. I want to open something, and it could cost $5. It could be a nice pair of socks. It really could. But something that I didn't pick out, that I didn't wrap, and that I didn't give, like, disgustingly specific URL, right. quote-unquote, hints about, right? Like, I just thought you'd like this thing. And and I don't 
And so, so gift free exchanges can get a look. I think you're kind of a bummer when you don't get anything that's a surprise. Yeah. And I'm talking about gift free in terms of like, we have our nuclear family, my husband, myself, and our kids. Then we have three other families. We have my family, my husband's mom's family, and my husband's dad's family. And so it's just as you start moving out in those layers, like, do we need four exchanges of gifts? Do we need all of those presents? That's where I start to feel like, is there a way for us to sort of say, and if we go to see my parents, as we'll do right after Christmas at our house, that's where I'm sort of like, this could probably go gift free. We've already had Christmas. We've already had a big exchange of presents. Do we then need to go to your house and start the present exchange all over again? (laughs) And then do we need to go to David's mom's house and start the present exchange? And then should we go to David's dad's family and start exchanging the presents? It's just, it seems like too many presents, period. So, but who do you leave out? Who do you block out of the exchange? It's too complicated. And so we just kind of keep moving through it. So let's come up with some ways that we can. What did you say before about lean into the holiday attrition? What did you, yeah. Was, yeah. Something Go like with that. holiday attrition. So let if it, you see, like, like, this is the thing. If you used to exchange 20 presents and now you exchange seven, go for six. Don't yeah. go for 12. Like, yeah. keep moving in the right direction with less. Do you send holiday cards? I do send holiday cards and I like sending holiday cards and I do. I do too. I do. And I and and I, I enjoy sending them. It's a little stressful, right, to start thinking in September or October, do we scheduling the photo shoot, which I've stopped doing that. Now I just manage to sort of crib through the year a good shot of each of my kids individually and stick it on the card. We don't appear in the card. My husband has very strong feelings that that the grown-up should not appear on the Christmas. There should not be a picture of yourself and your Christmas card, just your kids. He feels very strongly about I don't agree in principle, but I, I like where he's coming from. Yeah. It's easy now. I just go online, make a card, send it out. If there's people I haven't seen, I'll drop a note on the back yeah. of some of them. I shouldn't say that. Right. Now the people who get them without notes are like, don't, you don't but really I didn't love get a me. Note. The love measurers out there. <laughs> the yeah. one tradition that I've started that I'm a little kicking myself is I do a... Uh, calendar every year with pictures of the kids and I give it to everybody in the family and that's like it's just one of those things I did it once everyone loved it and now it's sort of become like my job and that's super labor intensive Um, and that's the other problem with holidays in general is that when you do something once that is your Christmas or holiday tradition Mm, and once you do something once you got to be really aware that's why I'm not starting that elf on the shelf like (gasps) no it's not coming in this house because we have an advent calendar which we do it just like I don't want to start anything else we are the 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 Christmas lifeboat is full and not taking on any more passengers that elf on the shelf is so evil i mean we have one and i got the book and i just read it and said oh hell no we're not doing that and so <laughs> you never put it up no and we, 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 I, like i stick the elf on a table or something but that's that's it like it doesn't he like, doesn't move hide. around at our house he doesn't have magical powers he doesn't leave like little you know footprints through the flower i mean do you have friends who mm. do that i have friends who i mean i don't i i up, see people on facebook and yeah Pinterest like they have to like there's like, up oh, at night like seem fun. trailing the toothpaste across the bathroom counter because the elf on the shelf made a mess in the bathroom and just like, like wow i it, that is no that, that, it I, seems kind of adorable to me in a way like i understand how cute it would be for the kids every morning to see it but 
Yeah, I feel like we're too full up for that. Nothing elf. that involves creating a mess and then cleaning it up. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, I mean, you are further down the holiday happy train than I am. I mean, I I love the holidays and I like the decorating, but I'm very, very aware of like, do not make yourself crazy. I feel like I'm I'm so repelled by the idea of being the like, careening crazy person who can't get it done and it's the holidays and trying to really see my role in it and realize I have a choice in how much I do and how much I commit. And even still, I'm super busy, but I do find myself looking at realizing that everything I do becomes a tradition and trying to fight back a little bit. So I'm not miserable. I don't want to be miserable. That's the other tweetable uh, thing for this week is everything you do will become a tradition. So yeah. be careful. That, that's, it's true. That I, I made a certain kind of cookies that everybody's like, oh, I hope you're bringing those cookies to this party. And, and the cookies I'm okay with because my kids are into doing it. And yeah. it's like we put on the Christmas music and make the cookies. And that so that feels pretty good. But if it was me by myself, uh, well, everybody You'd else skip is, it. yeah, yeah. Then I probably wouldn't do it. But I have, a, I have a, um, uh, I'll, I'll put it on the show notes. It's this, it's a, it's a recipe for cookies that have like four ingredients. They're not even really cookies. They're saltines. Seriously, saltines with butter and sugar and chocolate, and they turn into this like insane, crunchy, salty, you know, sweet. That sounds stuff amazing. That everybody asks me to make them now, and they're not that hard to make. So when you think of Christmases of yore, right, you don't think of the thing from the Sears oh, Roebuck yore. catalog, right? The Sears Roebuck um, and, and the JCPenney, like the Wish catalog that you, the oh, thing yeah. you really wanted when you were nine, you don't even remember what it is and if you got it anymore, but you remember that you wore special pajamas and you had a sleepover in the same room. For sure. So for I think sure. it's worth... And I do remember some of the gifts, for the record. Some, you do? Katie's Country Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and had a ballerina on a stand who spun and me and my sister got matching puffy, sparkly sweatshirts and mine had a cat and hers had a moon. I mean, I do. I remember it all. Like I, I definitely, I mean, they're great. Those are great memories. And I do want to have my kids have that experience right. of like family and togetherness and Christmas. But I think, and I think the gifts are part of that. And I think they are an inseparable part of it for little kids and I think you can't even ask kids as I found out reading The Grinch Who Stole Christmas you can say oh listen Christmas isn't about gifts it's about it lives in your heart but those two things are not separable for my young children that's right that's right. And that's fine. But then you can invest in things for like your older kids. My kids are old enough now to sort of say like, yeah, I don't know about this giving and receiving thing, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this new thing in where you're going to really start considering about gifts for each other. But more importantly, like we do stuff. I read them a Christmas carol every year. I mean, my kids are old now. We do it sort of over two weeks. It's not that onerous. And I love it because I love doing all the voices of the different ghosts and stuff. And they really look forward to that and listen to that. And so I think that if we want to tone down the gift giving and the spending, which I think is a noble goal, then then you just have to put the time somewhere else instead, and it's not that hard. Maybe you, you don't have to read them anything. You can just sit and watch Rudolph and laugh at the abominable snowman or something. But, but or be terrified of him. My, that was oh my we god, couldn't like watch nightmare it. of my youth. No. I was so we were so scared of him. My, the abominable. My snowman. oldest he used to say, "I don't like that abominable snowman." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to take a takeaway from what you just said, which is find non-gift related holiday traditions. Right. And I do think I see that in my kids. Like they 
they they just put the trees up in the little place where we go get our tree and they're going crazy so excited to put up the tree and they're excited to make cookies and they're not just talking about presents which i find comforting what about the tree are you are you a a tree um control freak like do you care what it looks like no me neither that's good i i i did you expect me to have other <laughs> thoughts Oh, on that? I'm shocked. <laughs> I thought you would be like the person like every bulb goes exactly three no, inches apart. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that would be sort of what you'd expect. But no, I I, I really don't care. And all That's their shocking. And all their So you have like a whacked out looking tree for real or do you sneak down at night and do you replace the ornaments after your kids put them out? Tell the truth. It's Amy. getting a little sad. Like now I'm to the point like, can somebody please come in and put some ornaments in this tree? Like like I, I, I just get it. We get out all the ornaments. And we put the tree up and we have a fake tree because again, like I can't deal with the mess. Life's life's too short. Um, so that's that's way a way I've simplified my life as a fake tree. And then I, you know, have them all hang the ornaments. And of course, the older they are, the less interested they are in participating. But I, I don't do it. I make them. I make. But them when do your it. kids were little, if they hung like ninety ornaments on one side of the tree, you would just leave it that way. No, I know. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I'm like, wait a minute. Well, let me get to the bottom of this story because there's no way. Yeah, I mean, that's something I definitely see in friends of mine. Like they want the like perfect bulbs and beautiful looking tree, and our tree is like. I made this clay monstrosity and now I'm going to hang it here. And like, that's fine. <laughs> because then your kids have I ownership like it. It of it. I like it. It looks crazy. Right? Yeah. Like, they, it looks like a kid's Christmas tree. Right. All the stuff that they have made over the years, all the crazy ornaments from kindergarten are, are on oh, the tree. Oh, it's so cute. So I feel like, first of all, I, I feel that we have to acknowledge that our holiday experience is somewhat unique. We have not touched on like having really bad memories of the holidays, which affects a lot of people, mm. having a lot of family discord, which makes the holidays extremely stressful and nightmarish for a lot of people, having um, not enough finances to even be dealing with like, oh no, the problem of too many presents. So like there's a whole world of holidays that you and I do not, have not discussed today. It's true. But th these are the holidays we got and we're just speaking from our experience of what the holidays are. And um, within that, I feel like we have reached a couple of helpful conclusions. So let's review. Lean into the doing. I still the way you said it was better. I, okay, I, lean into the holiday attrition. Lean into the holiday attrition. When stuff starts to go, don't try to bring it back. Like mm -hmm. there's there's plenty to do. If stuff can be let go of, let go of it. There's already too much going on. Be careful of doing anything with the knowledge that whatever you do will become the new holiday tradition yes and but then third is create that holiday tradition that's within your control like i make these cookies that take me 10 minutes and now everybody's like it's not christmas till amy gets out those crazy cookies that she makes um, right but be careful when those are 96 step cookies right, right because you're you're gonna have the same problem and you're not gonna have the same solution right choose wisely and uh and yeah make the the tradition that right. comes out year after year something that's really easy like my you know my sister-in-law has this whole thing where like the first time she plays um I don't need a lot for Christmas by Mariah Carey like the, the, like it, it it ushers in the Christmas season it cuts the ribbon so to speak and it's like hilarious and silly and specific and her kids will be talking about that in 30 years for sure yeah the things that you remember and that brings us to a point that you made that I really really like which is find as many non-gift related traditions as possible because truly what your kids will remember is not Katie's Country Kitchen, which was such an awesome gift in <laughs> Holly 1978, hobby. my Holly Hobby purse. So they'll remember some of the gifts, but a lot of the gifts they won't remember. And um, 
but they will remember the traditions. They'll remember the things you did together. And that sounds hokey, but it's actually true. Right. And, and, and you, can, you can own that in a way that does make your life easier instead of harder. And I think for and, older kids, I'm going to say, like, I, we'll have to see how it goes since I've never done this before. But I think for older kids, make them own some of it, right? Don't just order everything on Amazon and, and wrap it after they go to bed. Like, let, have, let them own buying gifts for each other, thinking about it, shopping for it, wrapping it. Let it be wrapped horribly. Let it not be perfect. Let it be a silly gift choice if it isn't that expensive. And, and get them involved in that because I think that's when we get resentful as parents and mothers when we do 98% of Christmas and it's just this and then by 11 o'clock it's all just torn wrapping paper and uh and it's over time to make dinner yeah and I think that's right and I think like a lot of conversations we've had you are underestimating their readiness to do that stuff probably absolutely so like they're probably ready to start doing that at six seven eight not just at 12 13 14 yeah yeah exactly i'm starting too late but but uh, we'll see how it goes I, I have high hopes that it will be fun and memorable for them yeah and i think it's a good idea to try to find letting some of those non-gift related traditions be service related as well like find ways to help out in your community. We do caroling at the senior center. Like there is room within Christmas and the holidays to try to start actually finding that lesson of the Grinch who stole Christmas. Yeah, we we like yeah. did we have a valuable experience caroling at the senior center? And did we have a valuable experience opening that laser blaster? And so we have experiences to compare and start that conversation about why the Who's still had Christmas uh, that will hopefully grow through the years and stop completely befuddling my children. But manage yourself, Mom. It's okay. Don't take on more than you can handle this holiday season. Yeah, and don't let – that's so important and you see it so much and you don't want – your kids take away of the holidays to be like the holidays make mom miserable, which is a possibility for all of us that we have to keep an eye on. Yeah. I, I would hate for that to be, I, I have a friend who's, who thought remembers his mother being very upset about the tree, not looking right every holiday. That's a, that was his primary memory. And that's <laughs> something to really just think about, like think to yourself, what is the takeaway from the holiday season? And if it's, oh my God, toys, try to dial that back. And if it's mom stressed and miserable, try to dial that back. None of these things, everything can go. Because you want the takeaway to be, man, that was a great special time with my family. I hope that's doable. It's we'll doable. See. It's doable. I'm going to try. I wish we could get the rights to the Who's of Whovell songs. So 2016 Christmas end, is going to be perfect. It's just be hum perfect. it to yourself in your head right now because we probably can't get the rights for it. Da, 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 da. Bahu Rahu. Mm, exactly. Don't and measure love. Have a happy holidays from uh, What Fresh Hell podcast. We want to know how do you manage to handle the holiday craziness. If you have tips for dialing it back and making it more sane, we really want to hear them. Yeah, so reach out to us on our Facebook page, which is Facebook slash What Fresh Hellcast. Also, tell us about funny holiday traditions you have. We want to hear everything about what's going on at the holidays at your house. And we'll put all the show notes up from today and my uh, really easy holiday cookies recipe on our show page at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Awesome. And you can also find us on Twitter at Hellfresh. And please 
as your holiday gift to us, go to iTunes and leave a review of the show because the more people review it, the more people can find it. And uh, we will talk to you again later this month. We're not gone for the year. No, no. But We're um, making time for you this holiday season. Exactly. We're carving out time in our tradition for you. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Special thanks this week to Sean Conroy, who read our poem. You can catch him every week on the Long Shot Podcast. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.